Hey, everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim. Do you have Texas margaritas? <laughs> um. We only have a tea and coffee here, <laughs> ma'am. <Yeah. laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What's what if, Texas? What about absinthe? Absinthe is her next request. Have, have, I'm looking to trip balls in this cafe she thinks before she's, I get on the airplane. She thinks she's in the fucking Moulin Rouge or something. You talk to the hand. <laughs> Are you, Do you have absinthe? <laughs> I want to get really fucked up before my poet ex-boyfriend comes. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. This was a fun episode. I mean, I don't know. My initial reaction was it wasn't as good. It's the penultimate episode is always the best. And so if we think this is the finale-ish, it's going to always be more boring. But you get weddings and shit, um, which are boring. But were you surprised? I thought Debbie was maybe going to get back with Osama. She claims she's never going to talk to him again. Do you believe her? No. But I also wasn't surprised that she didn't get back with him. I, she has some sense of self-worth, you know. That's good. And also, Osama wasn't convincing at all. No. In wasn't. that meeting, he totally said, this was your mistake. Yeah, this this was her. not the plan. Fuck off. <laughs> this guy is not very good at like figuring out how to... Get what he wants. I love. I love that he just straight up admits that the only things he knows about women come from his sister trying to help him not be an incel. <laughs> his sister said, "Yeah, he's even mean uh, to people he loves. Even me. He's a fucking asshole to everyone, man. I try my best, you know. <laughs> yeah. Does he even have any friends? We haven't seen any friends or any other ancillary Cam, characters. his friend is the goat, and that's why he was so upset, <laughs> or the donkey, and that's why he was so mad at Debbie. That's the, the hidden subtext here that we're all missing. That's that's fair. Uh, I will only speak in Debbieisms the rest of this episode. <laughs> please so. continue. No, go on. Oh, uh, do you think that Jen and Rishi will get back together? This was not the plan. <laughs> I think they're going to talk a lot and they're going to go back and forth and back and forth. You don't know squat. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think that they're still talking to this day. They're defending each other. I mean, I was so hopeful because I thought this is the right decision. Finally, somebody on the show is making the right decision. And the correct decision is to break up because this is even though you love each other, this is just never going to work out. I think 90 percent of the time on this show, the correct decision is to break up. Yeah, that's true. Far and away. <laughs> it's, it's like literally except for one couple on this season was yeah. the correct decision. And usually it's extremely clear from the first episode that you should break up or that this was a terrible idea in the first place. How much longer do you think they're going to d- drag Danielle and Johan out? <sighs> Until someone sticks a finger in a light socket. <laughs> I think they, they have come on like they have to be done, right? How many times are you both going to admit to each other that you are never going to change and yet you want the other person to completely change their personality or their core belief structure? Yeah. How is that supposed to work, man? The thing is, like, the more I want, like, obviously, Danielle is number one dislike, but Johan is not very likable either. No, no. But I, 
I think it's hard to focus on him when you have Danielle in your face being very unlikable. I think that so I agree with you. I do feel like Danielle would be irritating in any relationship. <laughs> whereas I feel like Johan with someone from more his culture and values wouldn't be that objectionable. Yeah, that might be correct. But, but Danielle would be terrible any, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Johan with like Tania? Uh, they would be fucking so often that yeah. words really wouldn't even be exchanged. It might work. <laughs> Look, she did it Sinjin, okay? Like her yeah. standards are not that high. It's true. It's true. Yikes. Well, um, I... A lot of a lot of filler scenes, I would say, this week, but generally a lot of also good information. And we get to see Jamie and Chris uh, implode on paper. Almost all of the Debbie scenes this episode, except for the meeting at the cafe, were filler. But I didn't mind it no, because she's talking. I'm ta- she's talking about eating crow, <laughs> sticking fingers in lots sockets, and I don't know what that accent was, uh, but. <laughs> <clears throat> she oscillates between yeah, sometimes, Scottish and Sometimes she's Scottish, else. sometimes she's John Walters, and you know, it's fine. Uh, talk to the hand. Bad. I mean, this <laughs> woman on, is almost man. 70. Yeah. Debbie's a treasure. I thought she, I don't care if it's fake. This, she was fucking hilarious this whole season. I thought it was funny. Also, where is this hotel? Did she like, oh, that was last episode, but I just... I'm so impressed that she just found this super nice hotel like by the ocean or something in the middle of the night and just decides to bed down there for a week to chill. I think she relies upon the kindness of production. That's true. She probably does. They're not supposed to intervene. Yeah. Yeah. I think they feel bad for the old dumb lady. (laughs) Can you imagine if Jenny got in a bind and production (laughs) was like, sorry, can't uh, help you. They'd be filming that (laughs) shit. They would love it. Like they did with Corey when he was like carrying a television on a chicken bus. (laughs) Oh, Corey has no, no, he's not going to get one ounce of intervention and he shouldn't. (laughs) So Kyle, who do you want to start with? Jen and Rishi? Yeah, let's go in order. Going big guns. Wow. I I enjoyed that uh, Jen and and her posse are still all stoked on how the, uh, the fake intervention went. <laughs> they are, but Jen knows something must be wrong because Rishi wants to talk in person. Yeah. He hasn't said anything except we need to talk. That's like when your boss like catches you on Slack and they're they're like, hey, and you have something important to tell you. And you're, you're like, getting laid off. Just <laughs> just tell me. And they're like, eh, let's have a call. You're like, what, bro? <laughs> I don't want what I'm about to say to you to be in writing. <laughs> <laughs> so um i i yeah so i feel like i understood both of them me too in both in all these scenes i don't i don't think that jen was completely nuts i thought that she i mean look at the end of the day she did the right thing she did and i appreciated that it seems like she's finally acknowledging that Rishi doesn't have full control of the situation. But but from her perspective, I also understand that she's frustrated by that because it's taken this long for him to really get to that place too. Mm-hmm. 
Like he should have known how little control he had from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think is one th- is is her kind of frustration with him. Yeah. I think that like my main beef with Rishi is that Rishi really did kind of lie to Jen about the family situation. Like he told her and he admits this. He told her it would be fine. They wouldn't have to do a joint family situation. But at the end of the day, he knew he would pick his family over her. And so like, why did he tell her that? It just, I don't know if he was just like desperate, but I mean, this has been going on for three years. You didn't think there was any point in time where you should tell her, uh, it's probably going to be a sticking point about your age with my family. And oh yeah. Also like he told her like, even even hedging at the very end of this finishing scene, oh, we can we can live somewhere near my family, and what no. you're going to split your time? Like I didn't even understand what he was trying to say. He was grasping at straws. It, it looked really bad. Yeah, I agree with you. He he made it seem like this this was solvable, mm-hmm. but I think he knows it's not. He does. And in his e- ITM, he said as such. Yeah. And even if it's salvageable short term, that's not that's not the life that Jen wants. And it's been pretty clear. He he basically says she pressed me for a show of commitment. And so I gave her one. Mm-hmm. Essentially admitting that he was full of shit and and at least skirted the truth to her face, if not outright lied. Right. Basically, that's what I got out of it. (laughs) But it's very clear that I I I think that he loves her. He didn't want to. He didn't want to lose her, and so like, look, it's bad that he's essentially lying to her. But he just he felt. I think he just felt like he needed to do whatever he could to keep her, Mm -hmm. which sucks because Jen's not twenty. He did waste a lot of her time. He wasted. Three years of her time. So it's like, it's, it's, it's tough because on a lot of these storylines, it's just clear, straight up scamming. That's true. Or the person is inherently a bad human being. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel that about Rishi. I don't think he's bad. And I actually, I think they have genuine affection and love between them. I don't really know where that stems from because we never really had the, we never really saw them. Well, not even that. It's just, I feel like we didn't see a lot of real conversation between them. Like we saw conversation about if they should be together or when they're going to tell his parents. It was Jen trying to force him onto the field to, to have conversations, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I just, is Rishi, uh, I'm gl- I I really hope that they stick with the breakup because I think yeah. what could be the worst for these people is if they go back and forth, you right. know. They try to rekindle, they try long distance. And she retains hope and closes herself off to other experiences. Yeah. And vice versa. Go fucking marry Bindia. <laughs> Get out of here, bro. Jen gets so mad though when Rishi brings up that his family. So this this is the kind of the way that it It goes down like the day after the intervention, these girls are like dressed up again, drinking street chai. Oh, Rishi's family was so gracious. And, you know, Jen, Jen is concerned about the we need to talk in person. And they go to the market. Rishi comes over to talk. And she's already kind of discussed with her friends about the joint family thing. She knows that's the sticking point. And the friends are like, well. 
the house is really nice. His family's really lovely, but like you could not. It's not you. This is not you. And and it's not almost any that's American an honest, person. Yeah, really. That's a very cultural thing. I mean, would you do that? With my in-laws? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I seriously. I meant it as a joke, but. <laughs> I mean, on, like, fuck, dude. The only person maybe I could do that with is my mom. Mm-hmm. And even then, I love my mom, but she's very particular and it's just a different world with Mm -hmm. her yeah so i mean jen i I was glad to see that jen understood that she could not live in a joint family situation as they call it and and so when rishi comes over because this is what a what a joint family mean that doesn't mean that you live with each other in the western thinking where you're all like a family unit that all contributes no a joint family to rishi's mom is you're fucking cooking and cleaning all the time. Mm-hmm. You're like my fucking servant mm-hmm. in a way. I mean, that's what, that's what we've seen. Yeah. And it, it essentially means mom retires. Yeah. Mom is calling the shots Yeah, is the way I see it. Right. So, um, yeah. D- Jen puts it out there to Rishi like, Hey, it doesn't seem like you're going to leave your family. Let's, she she addresses it head on, which I appreciated. And he he admits it. He wants a joint family situation. Why did he knew this all along? Do you think he just got bored in COVID and was like, there's no reason to break up with her now? It's COVID times. I don't I'm I'm not completely sure he always knew this is what he wanted. Mm. I think this was this there was a constriction of his actual choices. And he see, and I think he saw that as the only possible path left. Like, it, do you think that if Jen approached mom and said, "Listen, I'll give you everything you want. I obviously can't go back in time and get younger, though. Mm-hmm. Will you accept me if I'm a joint family and I'm like, you can be my boss forever and I'll do whatever you want? Will that work?" Mm-hmm. I still think she would say no. I I agree. I think she. But would also Rishi. Say no. Like I said, I think he's grasping his straws a little bit and he sees that as the only possible path forward if there is a path at all. Yeah. I also think that Jen could have used different words than that feels like a prison. <laughs> I was like, oh, your culture oh, is God. a prison. Your culture is a prison. Ooh. She softened it up with, I need my personal space. Uh, e- I was like, that's, yeah. that's better. Thank you. That's yeah. better. Yeah. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. A lot of us have kids that are super demanding on our time or family members that may demand a lot from us. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. My experience with therapy has been that when I know I have slotted time to talk through my stuff, my issues, my worries, my frustrations, I'm better able to take care of the people in my life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance in your life with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash CrayCray today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, BetterHelp.com slash CrayCray. And thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. I've been using Pros products for a while now, and you've probably heard me talk about it on the podcast before. Switching to a custom routine from Pros was one of the best things I've done for my hair, and the results I'm seeing just keep getting better. We all have different hair concerns. Mine, for example, it's quite dull, it's dry, I want it always to be shinier, or I did. I live in a dry climate, so finding the right moisture level in a shampoo and conditioner can be hard with drugstore brands. Pros has a one-of-a-kind made-to-order hair care, and it's about more than just your hair type. My shampoo and conditioner from Pros have herbal scents that I prefer. I actually don't like anything floral. And it's also focused on my main hair concerns, which is moisture and smoothness and shininess. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started. I mean, look, we all have a hair quiz, right? And this quiz is very fun. It asks a lot of questions about your hair, your unique circumstances. Like for me, I live in a dry climate and I had dull hair. By analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. My favorite feature is Pros' review and refine tool, which lets me tweak my formulas for any reason, in case I change my address, my hair color, or even my diet. This makes it really easy to make changes when you decide to go vegan for that month after New Year, or if you decide to try balayage. As a carbon-neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon-neutral. If you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Custom made-to-order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. Try your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash cray-cray. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash cray-cray for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off your first order with Pros. Do you want to talk uh, Gabe and Isabel? Gabe is so annoying this episode. I agree. I was so irritated with him. Come on, bro. Like, look, I know that you're upset that your sister is sucking really bad, but Isabel planned this entire wedding. All you had to do was show up. And then you promised her you'd show up a few hours early because she's got a lot to do. This woman hasn't even like showered or gotten ready and she's a freaking bride. And it's like ninety minutes until the wedding, and he's still like face down on the bed pouting. She doesn't even. She doesn't have her makeup on. Nothing. No, she should be relaxing. Yeah. It's her wedding day. She can't even relax. She should be four mimosas in. Where? Well, who are all these other people getting their hair done though? I was like, bitches, get up and help her with the stuff and sit the bride down and get her hair done. I, that also annoyed me. Send a bridesmaid to go beat Gabe until he's <laughs> in the car. I just. Yeah, I didn't understand Gabe's incapacitation and like, how do you literally lay on that bed for an hour and a half? They that it could be total time. It could be like sixty seconds, yeah. couldn't it? <laughs> the I just I don't I can't identify with a relationship with a sibling that would cause me this much emotional distress. You know what I mean? Because you would have written them off. Exactly. If someone did that to me on my wedding day, I 
I could emotionally just cut that person out immediately. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that says about me. (laughs) I think that's healthy. Okay. You have to set boundaries because this is insane. Like this is just not good behavior. All my tinfoil was way better than (laughs) what the actual reason was. The actual reason is that she's just kind of butthurt that Gabe uh, no this is a situation I don't what the <laughs> this is a situation Gabe was out with his sister and her boyfriend this okay. is the night before his wedding sure their boo hurt that Isabel had shit to do the night before her fucking <sighs> wedding and so they're like well where is she when is she coming we're here aren't we the stars shouldn't she be worrying about us and then by the time it's like 11 p.m. and Isabel's finally done with all the stuff she has to do this angel of a person is like okay I'll come now I'll come now to meet you and they're like we're tired we're going home and okay. so and Gabe was like dude Isabel just left to come meet us can you just wait for an hour and they got pissed off and said well Gabe you can't are you scared to talk to your partner yeah and they like left and went back to the hotel and Gabe was pissed about it rightfully so Isabel did nothing wrong and then she shows up and they're not even there. I would she be pissed. She doesn't even have the opportunity to do anything wrong. I would be so mad if I made such a big effort to go out at like midnight the night before my wedding. Are you kidding me? I would be pissed. It's a stupid reason for them to be mad in the first place. And then she sends Gabe a text message that says, I'm not coming to your wedding because I'm I'm because I'm mad. I didn't understand that either. What what why isn't she coming? It simply sounds like he called her out for her behavior and she has no emotional capacity to deal with being questioned at all, at least from him. Oh, Gabe did tell her that she's the one always causing problems in his relationships. Yeah. Which sounds true. Right. (laughs) And she got mad and said he was rude and selfish. And at first, Gabe seems to take this relatively well. He says... If she doesn't want to come, then she'll have to live with that. Yeah. Which is the right response. I think so. I think that's the right way to think about it. Uh Uh-huh. And if she can't realize how fucked up that is, then you can't just, I don't know. Like, again, I don't have, I'm not that close with my family, except my immediate family. I just don't identify with this. Keep people, keep toxic people in your life mm-hmm. because you share some DNA. Yeah. If one of my siblings was like this, which they aren't, I would just be like, I would kind of ignore them. Or at least not let them affect you in this way, particularly on your fucking wedding day. It's yeah. not fair to your wife. Absolutely. Isabel is losing her mind. I mean, she's there. She's got all this stuff to do. He promised he would be there to help her. He's not. She's not even ready. Like, I just, she'll never get this moment back. Right. This is your wedding day. You're supposed to be relaxed, enjoying. You're supposed to have a glass, like a mimosa in your hand. And she's just stressed out running around. And I, I just, I want to know, like, where are her parents? Where is her family? Where are all these people that can help her? Her mom is sewing dresses. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Her mom, there, there were people like getting the flower girl stuff ready and everything, but. I don't know. I just remember chilling like for those hours before my wedding, you know, I got dressed and started drinking beers. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like people should be doing stuff for you. I just, I'm really annoyed that Isabel's all stressed out. <laughs> I, me too. It's dumb. I feel so bad for her. Especially because she planned this entire thing herself while Gabe was getting documents mm. together. It's it's bananas. And then that last scene of Gabe face down in bed crying I was like so irritated with him. This could be edit fraud in. We know this, but the way it was edited was really brilliant <laughs> to create say, a reaction. <laughs> it li- I mean, it really made it seem like he was just sobbing for an hour and a half in bed. It did. And yeah. I, it's great editing. I mean, kudos. Um, Cause I was mad. <laughs> Any, anything? They, they, else? Oh. they have to resolve this. Yes, I absolutely. They can't just skip to the tell all. I, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. If it's a three part, let's do some quick cray cray calendar math. You hate it when I do this. I know, but I'm kind of drunk. Um, <laughs> so seven, four. If if there's if there is one more episode, and we have a two part tell all, then that tracks. But if there's a three part tell all, then it doesn't. I have a feeling it's going to be something along the lines of like. A ha- like a half hour of new footage and then uh, the beginning done of the telephone. Yeah, something like that. So that's my main. Or like, is there a universe where we get Memorial Day weekend off? Discovery Plus. You guys, you guys should follow Love is Blind and do a live tell all. Let's just <laughs> Please really. Don't do that. Let's just really embrace the shit show. <laughs> Fuck Barbara. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's put Sean Robinson really in the hot seat. Right. Uh, anything else on these two? No. Uh, you want to talk about Osama and Debbie? Uh-huh. <laughs> My dog uh, smells. Um, <laughs> Kyle's suffering. Uh, so Osama and Debbie. Again, this is a big nothing burger, but it was still entertaining because Debbie's involved. <laughs> so. Oh, right. If Debbie wasn't Debbie, this would be boring filler content like literally nothing happened we could a whole scene of osama in a cafe with his sister basic exp- basically like making shit up debbie packing her suitcases just completely half-ass <laughs> explaining how much of a piece of shit he was to his sister but what's funny is it seems like asma i don't know if that's how you pronounce it i think it is she's like yeah he can be a dick <laughs> She's, he can real be a real asshole, even to people he loves, like me. Is this Chemiset, though? Are they in a cafe in Chemiset? Or do they drive these people to Rabat to film this? I assume they're in Chemiset. It looks really nice. I thought he said it was some, like, sleepy goat town or something. <laughs> it, has, it looks really charming. I, I just, I love that she, it's like, yeah, I try to help him to understand women. <laughs> and that's kind of all he's got. Yeah. This is his sister doing the Lord's work. I lost it and I got mad. She kept pressuring me and stressing me out, says I Osama of Debbie. He keeps saying, I was there to paint. That's still, he's still going on about that. I, I was know. there to paint and she just wanted to talk. He went, talk, talk, talk. I'm here to paint and ride and look at Donkey. Fuck off. Sister's like, yeah, you shouldn't have said those things. Maybe tell tell her you love her, you know? See how that works. The sister is panicking because she's like, fuck, this means he's not going to the United States. No, he ain't going there. I'm going to have to live with this guy forever. Now we're still stuck with this motherfucker. 
Also, don't they I have live- to listen to fucking moon poetry. <laughs> don't these two live with their parents? Why are they yes. meeting at a cafe? I, filming reason. Parents were done with this shit. Parents were like, we want we're no more so of this. Over this. I'm keeping the paints though, says dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And his, and his, <laughs> his ITM, he, I was trying to paint. I know I said some mean things. Uh, but you know, when I'm angry, I just, it's only when I'm angry I say mean things. <laughs> Sometimes I become a raging asshole. You know, you just shouldn't listen to me when I'm like that. I'll get over it. It's just when I'm angry. No other times. That'd be great. But I'm angry a lot. What what if you were like interviewing for a job? (laughs) And you're like, listen, I'm really chill. Sometimes I go into a raging mania state. (laughs) You just have to ignore that. I'll be okay soon. It's just momentarily while I'm angry, yeah. and then everything's fine. I'm in a piece of fucking garbage for only a couple minutes a day. <laughs> oh, and I definitely love Debbie because oh, right, right, of right. our connection to poetry. Yeah. Yes. Connected yes. and stuff. Yep. And Amy. I'm going to tell her, and maybe she'll like that. Probably I, not. I did think we did get some insight into Osama's financial state he says there is none yeah he says to asma like well debbie wants to live in rabat and i don't have the financial means to do that right like you can't afford an apartment in rabat yeah and he's clearly been telling his family because asma says you had your plan from day one that you wanted to go to the united states this is what he's been pitching to his family the whole time i think he just forgot to tell debbie (laughs) key piece of the plan (laughs) but You know, seems important. And she says, I know you didn't want to live in Morocco together. And he kind of admits that to the sister. But, you know, he's just he's harsh with people he loves sometimes. Um, Uh, Debbie decides to meet him for because reasons. Thank you. I'm so glad she got in a taxi. Thank you, production. We got a good look at her fluffy white outfit and hat. You have a Texas margarita. (laughs) The fuck are you talking about? Why would you? Order a Texas margarita. Like, what is a Texas margarita? I have never ordered this beverage. Is it just a larger version of an actual (laughs) margarita? Same exact thing, but twice as big. Yeah, I think so. And it comes with a pistol. (laughs) Uh, The waitress is like, whatever that is, we don't have it. Or absinthe, which is her second go-to. A Texas margarita just has orange juice, so it's not that entertaining. Oh. Well, it's a desert for margaritas here in Chemisette. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They just have tea and coffee, Kyle. They're what? literally, can you imagine going to Starbucks and being like, I'll have about? a Texas margarita. Like, that is what's happening here. It's more like <laughs> going to Catholic Mass and ordering a cocktail. To, I don't know. There's something that just... Yeah. Uh, that's um, great. He loves Debbie's poetry, smart... Blah, blah, blah. At any moment, you can lose everything. I don't hate you. I just feel despised. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) She has so many good one-liners. Yeah, Osama was under the impression that Debbie was just coming to Morocco to get documents. What documents? Where the fuck has that ever come up at all? I, does that mean they were going there to get married? So they had like the marriage documents? A marriage for a visa? visa? Debbie has never mentioned applying for a visa. No, not once. Not even like Nicole. Oh, Nicole and what's his nuts weren't on this week. 
Okay, so no resolution there either. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, the Debbie never mentioned that she was going to apply for a visa, had applied for a visa. He's like, no, you said we were going to go like visit your kids. He's like, he's, she's like, yeah, we can go to the States and like visit my kids. But Nicole is still lurking in the cafe to this day. <laughs> <laughs> she's just there playing chess or was it dominoes? I can't remember. Yeah, dominoes. <laughs> a lot of dominoes B-roll in Egypt. Um, so yeah, he really digs himself a hole here because he tries to say he doesn't want her for the visa, but then he makes everything about the visa and in his ITM, he says he loves her less because she doesn't, she doesn't believe that his love is unconditional. You never believe in my love. Yeah. Yeah. And then he tries to make this her fault, which is, which is just wild to watch. See, that was your mistake. This was not the plan. <laughs> this is not the Fuck plan. Fuck you. Yeah. Everyone knows what the plan was. Yeah. The you pl- told your family <laughs> what the plan was in front of Debbie. You literally wrote out your plan and then showed it to the entire viewership of 90 Day Fiance, pretty much. You told us all. It is not up for debate <laughs> anymore. But Kyle, he is not used to all this stress. Conditional love is not real love, Kim. Mm. If you wouldn't kill a guy and dump him in a ditch and then give it give the body an acid bath, that's not love. I just, you know. Kim's just moving on from, from that. I don't know what to say. Very comfortable about ditches and bodies. So what what stress do you think Osama has in his life? Let's speculate. Not having a visa. <laughs> That's literally it. This guy goes up to the hill and paints, writes some poetry and puts it online, and then like basically just dongs around and has people like, I'm assuming his mother cooks for him. He must be on the internet all the time. Ugh, yeah. All the time. Uh, that's not good. I mean, unless he's just reading poetry and shit, which that's harmless. Um, so then we get, then we get, um, <laughs> all this fighting makes me love her less. <laughs> and then, uh, you don't know, Squaw, talk to the hand. I love it when she gets in, she's like packing up to go home and like talking a big game about how she's angry at herself for Osama. Because she let it go this far. And she can't even get her suitcases closed. She literally piles up these suitcases. One of them is open, Kyle. You you have to buy stuff in Morocco. You have to take an empty suitcase just to buy textiles and shit. She had four suitcases yeah. in her tiger purse. But if you believe her, she thought she was moving there. That's true. I'm not offended by it. that if you're moving permanently. But, That's fair. Yeah. And then the airport taxi driver comes and is like, just ask a harmless question of like, how's it going? She's like, well, I guess I'll survive. I'm here to eat crow. What? <laughs> why like, would you uh, eat a Why would you eat a crow? It's fucking gross. It's just a pleasantry. Uh, I didn't really want a real answer. <laughs> um, I think that, look, I, I think that she does have a good attitude about this. She does. Because she says that in order to trust people she's she realizes that that's about working on herself and she doesn't cast this net of like 
well, it's men. It's fucking fucking men. It can't be trusted, which is fair. But it's more <laughs> about working on herself and thinking about why was I so fucking stupid? Yeah. I I like that self-reflection. I hope she yeah. really, really does internalize that because I really don't want Debbie to be fooled by some other 28-year-old or 6-year-old poet. Do you think we really, she really learned though? We've never seen anybody really learn from their mistakes on the show, Kyle. So no, this is like Seinfeld. No, this nobody learns on ninety day. <laughs> it's true, um, but you know, she says she needs to be less trusting, smarter. Listen, listen to Julian about relationships, at least. Yeah. He Osama's going to get eviscerated at the tell-all. <sighs> It's going to be so bad. I can't believe he'd even show up. I think he's going to I think he's going to be a hang-upper. He he will. He'll be a walk away. He's going to get ganged up on by all these women. Yeah. And we can't have that. This is the problem with having like the remote tell-alls. It's like they can just hang up and then or storm off. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mahmoud's people can storm off the stage, but they're still in the general vicinity. You know, they can't Mahmoud's move that fast. Mahmoud's going to storm off. Well, absolutely. I I I wonder. There's so many shitty men this season. I wonder if Danielle's gonna come off like really well because it's so easy mm. to dunk on these dudes. Well, and Chris, we shouldn't yeah. just say men. <laughs> Chris too. Oh, for sure. Partners, but yeah, I. It's true. I I wish they were all in person. It's it's easier to put them on the spot. Yeah. And get a reaction, but. The world is open again, and that means I'm traveling a lot again. And I always get nauseous when I travel. If you have a tendency to get nauseous, you know you'll do whatever it takes to feel normal again. There is nothing worse than feeling like you might vomit all over a stranger on a plane, or in an Uber, or in a boat, especially when you're going somewhere that's supposed to be fun. Ginger doesn't do it for me, and I really hate taking pills that make me drowsy. If you have a tendency to get nauseous, you've got to check out Relief Band. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. Really wish I would have had one of these when I was pregnant. And now you can use your HSA or FSA dollars to get a relief band. So if you just got those accounts refilled, put that money to good use and fix your nausea problem for good. Whether you need everyday nausea relief or just an occasional cure from nausea, their patented technology makes feeling sick a thing of the past. Forget the days of nausea pills that make you groggy and exhausted. It's like the name says, Relief Band is legitimately a band you wear on your wrist to give you a relief from nausea, and you can change the intensity depending on how you are feeling to make it stronger or weaker. I can tell you firsthand that Relief Band actually works. I used Relief Band when I've had to fly post-COVID, and I was really surprised that I didn't feel nauseous at all. It also curves my anxiety because I know I have something to help with my nausea and I'm not just going to puke unexpectedly. And it's actually really easy to use. You just put a little gel on your wrist and pop it on. It's so easy to travel with and it's really discreet. It just kind of looks like a fitness tracker. 
And I don't really drink, as you all know, but my husband borrowed my relief pant when he had a few too many beers last weekend, and he said his hangover nausea was gone. He was very skeptical, and he was really surprised how quickly it worked. So if you want the band that actually works at relieving your nausea, check out Relief Band. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer for 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray listeners. If you go to reliefband.com, use promo code Cray Cray, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D, Relief Band, Dot com and use our promo code CRAYCRAY for 20% off plus free shipping. This show is brought to you by Better Sleep. I don't have trouble falling asleep, but I do have trouble waking up in the middle of the night and getting back to sleep. When you've got a lot on your mind, it's hard to get the sleep that you need, but sleep is so important. With the Better Sleep app, you can personalize a sleep experience that calms your racing thoughts and boosts concentration. In fact, Business Insider says that Better Sleep is one of the most positively reviewed apps in the history of the Apple Store. I love Better Sleep because even though I live in a city, I love falling asleep to nature sounds. And with Better Sleep, I can personalize my own mix. There's so many sounds to choose from. Uh, right now, my mix is like a campfire and something called Canadian Forest. I don't really know how that different from a regular forest, but the Canadian one is really good. And I even use some of the white noise sounds to focus at work during the day too. There's a lot of sleep meditations I really enjoy. There's binaural beats, and there's also one called Ocean Waves Sleep Hypnosis. I've used that one to fall back asleep um, when I wake up in the middle of the night. It works really well for me. Over 200 soothing sounds and a range of smart features to help you sleep faster, deeper, and for longer. And you can explore audio tracks from categories such as ASMR, brainwaves, meditation, stories, and more. This app has 55 million downloads and counting and is one of the most positively reviewed apps in the App Store ever. When you sleep better, you feel better. Improve your quality of life in as little as one week. Download Better Sleep from your App Store or Google Play. That's Better Sleep on the App Store or Google Play. Um, do you want to talk about Chris and Jamie? Chris is back in Columbia after five months now. She was supposed to go back a month ago, but kind of hand waves about family issues. We learn later it had something to do with her son. That's what okay. she said. Okay. She's I, man. We were talking about this before we started recording. I'm like, I'm thinking the whole time, okay, if your life is so dramatic that you go back for a fucking motorcycle and you go back because you're broke and you go back because of your kid and you go back because of your medication. Mm-hmm. Maybe you shouldn't move out of the country. Like, sorry, you cannot untether yourself from Alabama. You just clearly cannot. You have not set up your life in a way that it will not completely collapse if you are not physically present. You should not be married to fucking Jamie. She's she's a trophy wife in another country that you can just discard. She... Literally has 15 different excuses. Yeah. As to what, like, I thought, wait, I thought it was like 
medication and, and what was the other thing that she said originally? There was money. I have to make money and then no, I, she I have said to go money to court because of my motorcycle. The motorcycle thing. That was never mentioned again. She was like, I need my meds and I need the motorcycle thing. Then when she got home, it was that she didn't have any money. It was like, what, did all your money disappear in the last two days? Nine days. Yeah. All your money's gone. Uh, like, And then it was her son needed something. And Jamie even says, she's like, well, yeah, I understand you're a mom and like your kids come first. That's fine. Your son's a grown ass man. Also. Yeah. Like I get that you don't have money and so it's hard, but what makes no sense, man. It just, she clearly is not in any sort of state to be able to move anywhere outside her, her hometown. I wonder if her son is watching this and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, I, I didn't need her. I didn't. What? I told her to go back. <laughs> this could have been an email. Okay. <laughs> So I I don't know I'm just so confused. Um, it, the overall though, I mean this. They get fursuits on. She didn't. She didn't go get her at the airport. Which it, Jamie didn't go get Chris at the airport. Which is, I was like, oh okay, she's not going to pick her up at the airport. Like, what's this reunion going to be like? But I was I was upset with Jamie. That Jamie was like excited and eager for Chris to get back and then got her a present, had a welcome home sign. I didn't like any of that, Kyle. (laughs) I didn't like any of it. The welcome home sign was kind of cute, but given the context of how shitty Chris is, yeah, it's like, do you, like, Jamie, do you really have hope? Do you really? Yeah. Come on. This is her coming back to break up with you and get her dad's ashes back. The ashes thing is weird. Yeah. Um. Don't give that to somebody that you might it's never see fine again. To, to like, I'm not judging her for having it at no, all. No, not not that. Why would you give it to someone and then try to shame them for selling it? Well, that she never fucking even threatened that. It was no. So, so, anyway, super strange. Uh, Jamie says that she was alone and she has all these doubts. And Chris lies and says that she hated being gone. Um, then Jamie tells us, too, though, that she confirms, and she's been pretty consistent with this information, which is why I believe, Jamie, that Chris always told her she would pay the bills, and she paid one month, you know, the month that, and then she paid one additional month, and then for three months didn't pay rent. How is Jamie paying the rent? I have no idea. And Chris tries to a rebuttal of, well, you picked a place that was $150 more. $150 is the is the issue. Then pay her the rent minus $150. Exactly. If you're that butthurt about the hundred like if you need to be petty about $150, fine. Chris is a terrible person. She's just mean and petty. But let's make TikTok videos in our furry onesies. And then not even bang in your fursuits. I don't believe that. Come on. I don't believe that they didn't bang. I don't believe it. Do you believe it? Uh, Chris says she's, it feels like she's kissing a stranger. Yeah. And that's hot. Fuck. (laughs) Fucking your unicorn suit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, I spent 40 years looking for this love. I'm not going to lose Jamie. 
You sure tried pretty hard. It just, I don't know how you come back and like say that kind of stuff when you're on camera saying horrible things about your wife, that she's a gold digger. You had she's a whole a conversation with your mom that she's a gold digger, a scammer. And you're a sugar mama. Yeah. And that you don't understand why she can't work. And lying that she's going to sell your dad's ashes necklace. Ugh. I just like, how do you accept that person into your home? Right. I mean, I know they probably held money over their heads. Like, you've got to record and kind of wrap this up, which I get. But I just, I don't know that I could stand to be in the same room with this person under the the circumstances. Who do you like least? Less, the least? Who Danielle. Do you like? Okay. <laughs> you knew what I was going to Yeah. There's only so many choices. <laughs> There's only so many. Uh, so what do you think about Danielle's episode, your fave? I can have a civil conversation at the beach. The beach looked fucking awesome, I have to well, say. It's been two seasons of Danielle, and we're finally at the fucking beach. That's true. We, have we, the last yeah. time we saw them at the beach was when they got married, and then they jump oh, yeah. in the ocean. That's right. It was a whole last season ago. That water They've looked been, incredible. When they're, when they're inland, this just doesn't go well. Yeah. There's flies on meat. <laughs> and, you know. Not a word about the butcher shop since yeah. the... Computadora solve problems. Let me show you Excel. <laughs> Nothing. So he's, gonna, he's playing yeah. basketball with Taylin. <laughs> like he says, the way that they filmed this, I was like, "What is this? Like a basketball movie?" They're trying to recreate like a Top Gun volleyball scene <laughs> yeah, or something. Exactly. It was like the Top Gun volleyball scene. Yes. But of course, Taylin smokes him because he's a fucking like amateur basketball player Taylin totally smokes him and it doesn't even Taylin was really nice about it he's like he almost got me but I feel he doesn't know the rules so <laughs> I mean maybe Johan's never played basketball like what do we know I don't know if it's popular yeah. there or what uh, Johan says sorry I talked about your dick bro <laughs> and then he asks was Daniel just dog shit when you were together <laughs> uh it was i'm sorry just it was like a three minute long basketball montage it was long <laughs> like, it was really long taylor's good at basketball but like johan is not good at basketball like, so it okay. just made it really funny we get we get it taylor yeah you're good at basketball there was one time though when johan just this like was close enough and he just literally like lifted his hand up and like placed the ball in the basket I this was would like, be tall this would be like if i just ran into a dude on the street and said yo Let's have a programming competition. <laughs> but I've never programmed in my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the best. I just really enjoyed the basketball scene for some reason. Anyway, yeah. So sorry I asked you about your dick. Um, I know it's big. Let's be honest. And yeah, Danielle, how about that? She's a she's a real asshole, she, huh? She uh, needs control, which is another way of saying she's an asshole. Mm-hmm. And Taylin, Taylin tries to soften it. He says, she's not submissive. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Like, she doesn't need to be. That's not the issue. Yeah. You know, relationships involve sacrifices on both ends. But Johan. look, Johan clearly, Johan, I think he literally says that her, in, I think he said verbatim. That her independence is disrespectful. <laughs> um, 
awesome. You're not like <laughs> you're not the hero of the story, man. He also says, "I'm already so tired." So tired. <laughs> I've been eating fly-ridden meat, <laughs> and for some reason, I'm really tired. Kylie's... I've just been chugging Heinekens every day since I got married. <laughs> And she won't let me drive. God. He, I feel like she's been there for like a week. Right? And he's so tired. Maybe she's poisoning him with the love potions. <laughs> like in sharp objects. Like slowly. One drip a day. Yeah. I just don't, I, there's no way. I do want to know how long she's been there. I feel like it's only been a week or two and he's already so sick of her. Talon says, uh, yeah, she's not changing. Yeah. So. He's like, I know, I broke up with her because she was never going to change and got annoying. Um, so they finally yeah. are at the beach. Oh, uh, finally. And Danielle basically says that she won't be a horrible, selfish human being because she's in her... This is the whole reason that she's in DR, is to plant a banana tree and then sit on the beach and do nothing. Yep. And just essentially consume. And, and bang Johan. Just be a leech. Until she's fucking dead. <laughs> and the only thing she's going to leave behind is unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> Jesus. So dark. <laughs> Such a dark summary, Kyle. God. That's what I really think of her, Kim. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just really bright. Really shiny, <laughs> bright, glowing review. Um, Danielle, I mean, she does make it. She's like, look, I could have other friends come like tomorrow. And if we're going to have this level of a fight every time. They both want an apology from the other. I know. They think the other person's wrong and they're pristine. They fundamentally do not understand each other. Not one bit. Yeah. He wants, what, is, what does he want? He wants respect. What does that mean? He wants her wee, to. Wee, wee, R word, respect. <laughs> ah, ah. Failed relationship. Failed relationship. Yeah. Ah. He wants her to apologize, I guess, for spending alone time with a guy she used to fuck. Against his wishes. Against his wishes. So. I don't know. Do you think, like, what if she had another ex-boyfriend visit next week? He's going to feel the same way. You know, I, I will give Johan a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and say I don't think he would feel as strongly about it because he does seem to admit to her that he prejudged Talon. Yeah, he was like, Talon's actually no big deal. And he's, he admits. He's cool. Yeah. But, he admits that he knows Talon doesn't want a relationship with her either, which was a big thing to admit. So I actually believe that Johan sees a world where these friends don't have ulterior motives. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I think he's really upset because he said, don't do it. And she said, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's problems on both sides of that. Yeah. Clearly. And so that's what he wants an apology for. And she wants an apology because um, he doesn't trust her and the the big cock thing was disrisrespectful. <laughs> What's your shoe size? Oh, yeah. And how many inches is your dick? <laughs> yep. yep. Um, they both say that they won't change. Nope. So this is not something we can fix and i thought that danielle could have had a civil conversation at the beach but then she just has a meltdown she does she just has like a tantrum she's like i can't do this anymore enough enough she's, the, she's kind of the same thing as chris but she doesn't run away yeah she tells him shut up i'm done i'm not listening no moss 
I don't care. Call your mom. Call a priest. Um, yeah. Neither one of these people are going to change. They're for sure going to break up, I guess. Or did she get a visa? Or they're married. Yeah. So does she have her... Like, can she legally stay in the country? They've with... never discussed this in their storyline at yeah. all. She can't go back to the United States, right? She's got all those... I saw Debts. some tea. This this could be a spoiler. Spoiler. People are saying they're seeing her in New York. Really? I'm blown away by by for so many reasons. Oh my god! There's no way. Yeah. But she has a butcher shop, and she has a partnership right. of a butcher shop in she, DR. She's in Excel. She is a businesswoman like April on Love and Paradise. She's making bank with Google Sheets. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't see how these two make it. I don't know. Then her parting her parting line is maybe I should have just been in DR by myself. Okay, well maybe you shouldn't have married the first guy that banged you at the hotel after yoga. Yeah. You just like she, she thinks so fucking highly of herself, but she didn't get to know this guy at all. And yeah, Johan clearly sucks. But she's supposed to be this like enlightened person who's consulted the spirits. You know nothing about Johan, except that he has a big dong. You know who this kind of reminds me of? And I like this person a lot more, so it's going to sound really shitty. Reminds me of Tanya. Like, she was all enlightened and like feminist and everything and then like really Sinjin is the person that you choose? The most bro-y bro yeah sorry the most Uh uh-huh and just like generally and didn't have the self-awareness to know that it was a vacation bang yeah like even if sinjin was a good person you never knew him outside of bang tripping Mm -hmm. yeah just i just it's just still wild to me knowing what we know about sinjin that i guess that's 90 percent of the people on tow yeah before the 90 at least the self-proclaimed feminist like blah 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 picks sinjin or johan who clearly like have different ideas about that so there's a lot of toxic masculinity and misogyny in both of them. And if the rumors are true about Sinjin, it's f- he's far worse of the two. Could be. Yeah. yeah. Kyle, that's, I, I think that's a... Maybe that's the season? We don't know. There's still two wildly unresolved storylines. We haven't seen the wedding. And Nicole, we don't know if she's still in the cafe lurking. <laughs> I hope she is. Like, but... Let's go through, like, which of these storylines do you think they're going to wrap up? Like, I feel like Debbie... I don't even know how they have an entire other episode. Well, Jen and Rishi, I feel like it's going to be half new scenes with the wedding and then half, like, tell-all. But Jen and Rishi, the only thing they could really show is her leaving India, if that's what... Or moving to Mumbai. They're going to have a very long airplane scene, yeah. sure. And, oh, maybe they... Oh, there's probably an entire scene where she tells Randy and Myra about what happened. That's true. That could happen. Yeah. It and wouldn't be that interesting, though. A packing scene. Chris and Jamie, you could have Jamie chasing after her and more fighting. I hope Jamie doesn't chase after her. I hope Chris just le- I hope Chris has less than 24 hours and like she's leaving. Done. And I hope they make her. I hope Jamie kicks her out so she has to stay in a hotel. There's got to be another episode. 
Yeah. There's has to well, be. Gabe and Isabel have to get married. We yeah. haven't seen their wedding. And I'm just I'm that's not a spoiler. I'm assuming they get married because if not, this is a really big failure, 100 percent failure of season. Actually, I mean, not as a season, but just success of couples. You could have Debbie landing and then Julian picks her up and she sobs about how she's eating crow. Yeah, I guess that. like I don't I don't necessarily need another scene with Julian, though. I do like Debbie. Um, and then, yeah, we have Danielle and Johan, I guess. Decide, but that that could be addressed in a tell all. Yeah. So I, we have a few scenes, maybe. Nicole and Mahmoud. Everyone that's watched that's Discovery. That's kind of wrapped up too, honestly. Everyone that watched Discovery Plus is like, yes, we've seen the fucking next time on. Yeah, Stop talking I know. About we this. haven't we <laughs> haven't seen it. So I mean, maybe there wasn't one though. I feel like all this could be addressed in a tell-all too, though, except the wedding. Like Danielle and Johan, which weddings are boring. So honestly, I'm like not that sad that yeah. whatever. Danielle and Johan, this is perfect fodder for a tell-all. What happened? They would they're gonna tease it for four hours. And in the eighth hour of the tell-all, they're going to tell us they got divorced. <laughs> like, you know, don't you feel like that's how it's going to go down? They're going to drag it out. Danielle came back to New York for the tell-all. No. She's there in person. Yeah, you're right. You got to just, you got to fucking just arrest her at the Port Authority. <laughs> Jesus. I, I believe in debtor's prison for Danielle. Was Gabe in person? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Because everybody else, like all the other Americans, should this, be there in person because they all broke up. You but, just have the screen. Yeah. But but Gabe, unless they fly him back, which I'm sure they would pay for him to fly back. Yeah. And depending on how long they're married, would it be really that hard for Isabel to get a tourist visa if they're I don't married? Know. I don't think so. And it, again, like I know they make it seem like a whole big trip, but Medellin to Miami is not that far. Yeah. That's like not that big of a flight. And no. it, the time zone is the same. I guess they'd be going to New York. So that is much further. I take it back. But anyway, um, still a great season. Have a little loose ends to tie up. I guess we'll see what happens next week. We might be eating crow. <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to go have more Texas margaritas. Yeah. It's a desert for margaritas here in Chemisette. Yes. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Thanks, guys.